Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry for the bumpy landing, folks. Lots of turbulence in this area of the void. Feels like we might have hit a few demons during our descent. What? Is everyone okay? If you need a barf bag, please check your seat back pocket. Not again. That's right. Welcome back to Recap News, your number one source for important world-shaping events in Avalis. We are here once again with our three heroes to go over the most happening events of this arc. So, last time I saw you, you were down one member of your party and spirits were pretty low. Now it seems that all's restored and everyone's one big happy family again. I hate you so much. That's fine. So, catch me up. Corbin, Slake, after I put you back into the world last time, what did you do? Well, you know, we were pretty fucking sad. (laughs) It's fucked up. Some crazy shit had just happened to us. Lost our best friend. What? Our god. Uh, He's also our best friend. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Shut the fuck up, Fran. You're back now, so you're not safe from me. We lost multiple very important friends. (laughs) Yeah. So we, like, you know, we went uh, and found somebody else who also lost a very important friend, and then we rolled around in the mud. Well, Corbin rolled around in the mud. Uh, And then... Well, uh, we extricated Corbin from the mud, and we started to plot our course for the Great Crater, where Dawson said we could get into the void and get Mary and Fran and Phelan back. Oh, and uh, the king and queen of Ilfra, they wrote us like a thing so we could go get horses uh, from the royal herd. Yeah, we went to horse camp. It was like a whole thing for Slake. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, also, there was, like, a weird ferryman that took us across the lake and was, like, singing this song, and it was, like, about us. It was, like, it was, it was nice. <laughs> Ooh, a spooky ferryman. This is already getting good. So, tell me about horse camp. It's like, take it away. <sighs> Fine. So we went to horse camp, and... Uh, well, the horses there were really cool, actually. They were uh, magic horses from the royal herd. And the really great thing about them is that uh, you can just kind of leave them wherever you want and they'll show up again. They, like, teleport. So, you know, for us, that's really uh, oddly specifically relevant to yeah. the kinds of uh, <laughs> needs that we have. I never realized before how many times I've just left a horse randomly somewhere until we had horses that showed up again. Wow, what an honor to get a mount from the royal herds of Ilfra. So where did you take your new best horse friends? Oh, well, let's see. We were headed to this city, uh, Roval, so that we could get a ship to go to Vola. But on the way, uh, we met this lady, Lala, and she warned us about the Grey, which was some sort of weird thing people had been disappearing into, including her brothers. Uh, although I guess that was, you know, a lie. Um, but yeah, we, we went to check that out. So you didn't do the cautious thing and give it a wide berth. That makes sense. You're heroes after all. So what did you find in the gray? A mourning child. And also like a temple full of traps and, uh, you know, a bunch of prisoners, uh, and, uh, some, some blood. (laughs) I forgot about the traps and the blood. But yeah, at the end of it, uh, we found... The gray was just like this kid whose dad was dead. And I guess their dad used to be uh, Vasquez, the shadow maker. But, but like I said, he he was super dead. 
So I had to coach the gray uh, through the process of mourning a parental figure, which was a new experience for me. <laughs> and then they became the new shadow maker. Poor kid. Yeah, it was, it was weird. <laughs> I've never seen like human emotion that up close before. <laughs> Nature's amazing. Wow, that sounds traumatic for everyone involved. Yeah. <laughs> so once you put all that behind you, you headed to Roval and caught a ship across the sea, right? Uh, well, not quite. Uh, when we got to Roval, the whole town was actually frozen over, but we did meet a candy shop owner uh, named Spritz, who helped us track down the source of the problem, which did turn out to be a cursed teardrop-shaped gem uh, hidden under the city. And it had been protecting them, I guess, from these freezing storms. But there were these local bandits who tried to steal it, and they unleashed a curse and turned themselves into ice zombies. So then we had to fight and possibly kill some of them <laughs> and, uh, and thaw the town out. But uh, hey, we did get free tickets on the ship. As a as a thank you. So it worked out. And we got candy. <laughs> yeah, we also got lots of candy. Well, it all worked out in the end then. Did you at least have a nice cruise? Yeah, so the ship, it was the crew, the same crew from the Wandering Moon. But I guess they committed insurance fraud. Uh, so they got a new ship and they called it the Wandering Sun. And uh, we also found this terrible broken tower in the middle of the ocean about halfway through. Totally not related to Torva, we were sure. And then Zayroth was just fucking climbing up the side of it. So we were like, well, let's go say hi to Zayroth. I mean, we got him, right? Oh, yeah, Zayroth. I remember him from Danmar, right? He was friends with one of Torva's children. Fundamentally a good guy, bit misguided. I hope his time with the Astrons helped him learn some critical thinking skills. No, it didn't. Uh, he was uh, basically the same. He had zero plan, lots of confidence, completely the opposite of me who plans <laughs> everything before I do it. So, you know, we, we butt our heads. Uh, but the, it was uh, the tower surprising all of us. Which nobody saw it coming. was a Torva prison. So we had to navigate that. Yeah, it was full of traps and guardians and a freaky giant statue of Torva. Oh, and we found out from Zeroth that uh, the way that things ended up with the Estrins, there was some sort of disagreement, but he didn't say any more. Yeah, well, we did find Milava at the top of the tower. Uh, she was one of Torva's kids, the one who's friends with Zeroth. But she looked, she looked bad, and uh, her magic was, like, making her crazy. I guess, because she wasn't named, which was upsetting because that's like, that could have happened to Mary. But she did let us help her, and then she named herself The Forgotten, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I was glad she was okay. She reunited with Zeroth, and we got out of there and uh, parted ways on the docks to the city of Nakama. Nakama, the great melting pot of Vola. I hear that anything you're looking for, you can find it in Nakama, a hub of treasure hunters and adventurers. You had a bit of an adventure of your own there, right? Uh, yeah, I guess you could say that. We did immediately get framed for murder uh, yeah. as soon as we set foot on shore. Uh, and then we were thrown in jail. But on the bright side, we did get rescued by a really cool child detective named Almanac Gray. And Almanac helped us put together the clues and clear our names. It was pretty neat. Uh, I got to wear a cool dress and we beat up an asshole. A good time overall. Yeah, Slake looked great in the dress. Thank you. 
You're welcome. <laughs> oh, and we also uh, recovered an artifact of V, the god of children, and we put it back into the temple. Doesn't that make you fall in love with everybody? Or yeah, yeah, that was the necklace. That, the, the most important thing about it is it's heart-shaped. I have it on very good authority. The most important part about that necklace is that it's heart-shaped. <laughs> Do not forget that detail. Doesn't matter what it did. Does it? <laughs> what a critical detail. Thank you for highlighting it. Well, it sounds like you guys just had a classic detective story all around. And it sounds like you certainly had your fill of adventures in the city. Vola's interior is reputed to be just as treacherous as its entryway. So what happened when you ventured forth into the wild continent? Sex poems! <laughs> well, we we found a cache of supplies on the road, uh along with a request to deliver a letter to a nearby town, and nothing else interesting. <laughs> and on our way into the town, uh, oh, yeah, oh my gosh, we found this woman in the hedge. Uh, pretty sure oh, she was yeah. one of the fair folk. She uh, was just a regular lady. No, she was definitely, she was for sure. So anyway, anyway. She, was, she was great. Uh, we became best friends with her, and oh, we helped her break into the governor's mansion. And the governor. Oh, did he have coins for eyes? <laughs> oh, the governor. <laughs> Anyways, I made an amazing distraction. I used a dinosaur. Um, and then uh, we snuck into the mansion and just coins for eyes for days. And it was really scary. And he like turned people into stone. And but we 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 used the power of magic and intelligence, and we took his eyes. And we did not blind him terribly in the process. It was and really graphic and horrifying. <laughs> Everything was I fine. I still have nightmares about it. Oh, yeah. And then the seeker took the eyes with her. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. What a strange character, that seeker. I would love to abduct her and her adventuring companions into my void for an interview. Oh, well. Someday. By the way, did you ever deliver that letter? Did we? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got there, right? I, I, I don't remember, Slake. We had a lot happening. It was, we were very stressed. We were under a lot of pressure. Well, I suppose that's understandable. Who knows if that love story will ever come to a satisfying resolution? Certainly won't be through your actions. Hey! So, where did you go next? <laughs> well, after that, we came across a town in a forest that had people and supplies going missing. And uh, we met Wanda. She was awesome. She was missing a cat. So we were going to team up with her to help find it. Oh, and, and I guess also the, the abducted people. Well, mostly mostly Topher. Mostly the cat. Oh, where did you find the cat and people and supplies? It was an old temple to Kiloni, the god of thieves and tricksters. And we found uh, some of the youths from the town had formed a... How do you... How, what would you, a cult, uh, as you say, and, um, Kiloni said that if they revived their ancient order, they would help their new followers survive the end of the world, um, and the leader of the cult actually had magic gloves, like, from the gods, but we did defeat the misguided cult, and I narrowly escaped becoming a cat for the rest of my life and living with Wanda. It was a really tough decision in the end. I think I made the right choice, but you know, uh, we'll never know now. So also we rescued Topher. Oh, good. I'm so glad that the cat was safe. 
Now, if I'm not mistaken, you would have been close to the magnificent city of Hero's Gate by this point. Did you stop in and see the Sea Gate, which gives the city its name? It's one of the wonders of the world. Oh, well, I don't know about that, but there was this amazing magician there. His yeah. name was Wilbur. Well, I mean, I guess it wasn't, but you know. Spoilers! <laughs> uh, I don't understand what that word means. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so Wilbur was really cool and good at street magicianing and handsome and smart. And, oh, yeah, he was trying to get rid of Torva. Well, in the city, because he had this whole temple there, and they were going to sacrifice someone to bring Torva out of the void. Um, Corbin summoned a bunch of lizards. I did. Wilbur's hair looked really good. Did anything else happen? Um, oh, we met Phelan and Orestes' mom, which was weird. <laughs> that is not, we weren't expecting that. But she was there. She seemed fucked up, but she was nice. Wow. <laughs> You're meeting all sorts of interesting people on this journey. What happened after that? Well, we we got the sacrifice out of there, and uh, Wilbur said he'd take care of it. Uh, and, oh, and he took the book that they were going to use for the ritual, too. What a character. So you must have been close to the Great Crater at this point. Did you meet anyone else on your journey? We met Rupert, and we saved his ass in a big fight with a scary demon. And he's a goth librarian, and he lives out on the Mesa, and he's very cool. He's studying demons and the void, and he said that there was an artifact nearby that could help us open the veil to get Fran and Mary back. So we went to this old abandoned temple with him. Wow. Vola sure has a lot of scary abandoned temples, huh? Mm. I guess that's what happens when there are constant catastrophes and no major reconstructions on the continent's interior for more than an age. Yeah, I guess. Uh, temples seem to be an old one to Kai and Fenrir. So we fought more demons, we solved some puzzles, and then at the end there was a huge and extra scary demon waiting for us. But we decided instead of fighting him that we'd make a deal to let some demons out of the void uh, when, you know, we got Mary and Fran and Phelan back. We didn't actually intend to, like, hold up our part of that deal, but... He didn't need to know that. No, he didn't need to know. Right. I'm sure that type of deal would never come back to haunt you. It was a great choice. We made the right decision. <laughs> and in the end, uh, the artifact in the temple, it was this pair of magic boots. And Rupert seemed very sad, uh, but we did let him keep the boots because he was crying and inconsolable, so. Yeah, I was going to say I hope that he's okay, but, you know. Well, I know that whenever I'm sad and inconsolable, a new pair of boots really helps lift my spirits. So, let's switch gears here for a minute. Franika. Uh, what? While all of this was going on, you had an adventure of your own, right? You got familiar with this little old void, with the realm of that which is not. How was it? Did you and your boyfriend have a romantic void date? That is certainly a way to put it. Uh, so basically, Phelan used up the last of his magic to get us to safety, to save me and him from Mary's implosion of god magic back in Ilfra. But because he betrayed his father, Torva had all his shrines dismantled. And so no one was worshipping him and he had no power left. And then I um, I would say that then nothing else of note happened. Uh, <laughs> and uh, everything went fine and we didn't 
And uh, yeah, that's pretty much what happened in the void. <laughs> really? Because I have some special guests here that would <laughs> say otherwise. Franika, oh, no. tell the truth. <laughs> Surprise, bitch! Bet you thought you'd seen the last of me! <laughs> I didn't think I'd see the last of you, you asshole! Uh, okay, fine. So I have been summoning demons, as is my right, as an Estrin, and they happen to live in the void. Okay, so like when I went to the void, they were like, uh, what's up? I want to kill you, which is totally uncool. I don't think that there is that I warranted that, but you know, some people are just totally uptight. Lado, Balgura, do you have a response to this? Franika, you better be careful about who you are accusing of uptightedness. <laughs> it may in fact be you who is uptight. Look inside yourself, Fran. <laughs> you know it to be true. It's just coils. Titan. When I look inside myself, I don't see anything. Checkmate. <laughs> All right. Balgura and Lado, thank you so much for coming into the studio for this extra little guest bit. If you just exit stage left, you will find your gift bags. Oh, thank you. It's such a pleasure. Please have us on again sometime. Thank you. Goodbye. How lovely to meet someone who knows how to treat their guests. Honestly. I can't believe you brought them here. I can't work like this. Don't (laughs) worry. All demons are friendly if you just promise them a swag bag. (laughs) I'll keep that in mind in the future. You won't remember any of this. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad that you and Phelan were able to survive your fight with a demon. You know what they say. A couple that fights for their lives together stays together. I've never heard that. (laughs) So what happened after the demons? We were pretty beat up after the demons. And then another monster found us, Kai. She was in full monster form at the time, you know, with crow... Wolf bear man thing. It was pretty horrible. She ate us up. She gobbled us up like a wild thing. (laughs) And then she brought us to her realm or I don't know, I guess what was left of it in the void. And she said that she needs us and I guess me in particular to kill the forces so that magic will be gone and then the gods will be turned mortal and can finally die. Another thing that she revealed was while she chose me as her champion, which I already knew about, that Torva chose Laika as his champion. And that his plan was basically to choose somebody who would bring us all together and make us love Mary and not be able to sacrifice her. And I guess I was supposed to sacrifice her. Wow, that's quite an introduction, and really dark. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what kind of depths of soul it would take to make up something like that. (laughs) (laughs) If it was a story, only a depraved, mad person would write that. (laughs) Yeah, I can only imagine. Anyway, uh, so after Kai released us, Phelan heard a prayer from his mother, actually, and he was able to use the power he got from that prayer to locate Mary's realm in the void. And so we got to see Mary again. 
And she, like, is super cool now, and, like, she has, like, cool clothes that, like, never don't fit her, which is not a perk of godhood that I really expected, but I guess it makes sense, you know, when you look around and see all the gods. They're just, they're just tailored and snatched to perfection. Um, and she made her own realm. It's kind of like part of Estra. She can c- connect with the Estrans who are on Avalis and have made a new place called New Estra. And turns out that the Estrans of New Estra are kind of proactive in the world. They have a network of spies, and I guess they they infiltrated the dwarves on Avalis, and they were able to get some information about what should we, we should do next. Mary's really getting the hang of being a god. It sure sounds like it. Phelan wasn't doing so great, though. It seems like he was, like, poisoned by the void, which, like, makes you kind of be monster-like. It's, like, not really great. It's unclear, and I know that it will never come back to haunt us. (laughs) Of course not. Something like that never has consequences. And then you heard a voice in the darkness, right? The voices of your friends, because while all of that was happening, you two, Corbin and Slake, finally got some answers. There were not great answers, though, let me tell you what. Yeah, we, well, well, we figured out that all the people that we met were actually John Bowe, the mask maker, the god. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we met up with them at the edge of the Great Crater and found out that, uh, yeah, all the people that we'd been working with were actually facets of him. And that he was helping Kai because he agrees with her goal of killing the forces and severing Avalis from its source of magic. Because I guess he's kind of sick of the whole being alive thing. But all of those magic objects that we accumulated, do you remember one of them was in the shape of a heart? That's a very important (laughs) detail. (laughs) Uh, They were all gathered to make a homunculus so that we could sacrifice it in place of a human to get Mary out of the void. Wow, what a twist. So, you were able to open the door to darkness and pull your friends out. But hey, what about that demon you made a deal with? There were no consequences to that at all. (laughs) It turned out completely fine. I mean, we did fight a demon. Is that the demon you're talking about? The one that almost killed Slake? Oh, wait, no, you almost killed Slake, Corbin. I remember now. (laughs) What? (laughs) Look, it's fine. Basically, yeah, a bunch of demons came out of the void, uh, and we had to fight them. And then in order to get Mary out of the void without letting a whole horde of demons through, Jonvo threw himself into the void and pulled Mary out. I hope he's okay. That's unclear. So, (laughs) after fighting one more big scary demon, you guys won again. The heroes. The reigning champs. What an adventure. I'm so glad to see that you're all together and reunited and not so worse for wear. But hey, what about Dawson? He was the one who sent you off in this direction, right? What's his deal? He showed up late. Yeah, typical. Although, Diamond was there too. So, like, it was... Bad, but kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, it, it was it was a confusing moment for all of us. 
Also, Mary did swear him into a binding oath uh, that he wouldn't work against us. Uh, and in exchange, we offered him protection from Torva, which like, <laughs> we can't guarantee that. <laughs> <laughs> and then Diamond put a concert on for us, which was amazing. Oh, wow. You got to see the Diamond live in a private concert? That's right. Oh, how dreamy was he? How were the glutes? Oh, they were there. You could, you could bounce a gold coin off them. You could bounce those previously used as eyeballs gold coins off of them. <laughs> you sure could. Wow. Well, it looks like that's all the time we have for today. So it's time to get you all back into Avalis and get back to saving the world. Why, we'll see you at the end of the next arc. For now, I'm Kat with Recap News. What? Signing off. Here we go again. Oh.